Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hello and welcome to the Eurotrip, live from Liverpool. Yes, here we are then, day number two of our live coverage from the host city of Eurovision 2023. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks to all of you who tuned in for our special coverage of the Turgoise carpet yesterday. I am, of course, James, still joined by the wonderful Callum Rowe as well. Good afternoon. Great to have you still with us. Uh, we said yesterday uh, that Rob is going to be joining us. We, we were going to deliver on that promise. He'll be joining us very shortly. Uh, but let's just um, fill people in. We're in the press centre. It's currently Monday afternoon. People are getting ready for semi-final one. Yeah, absolutely. We've been here all morning. It's uh, just gone lunchtime now. The, uh, the first dress rehearsal of the first semi-final is about to begin as we're recording this. Uh, the press centre, the media centre has been very busy this morning. Everyone uh, getting down to business, getting loads of work done. And isn't it exciting getting seen all this come together? It is, yeah. This is the first day for us that the press centre has been open to the hundreds and hundreds of international press. Uh, and a lot of them are still in here. A lot of them have moved next door to the arena to be inside of the Liverpool arena to see the first rehearsal with their own eyes. Now, on today's episode, we will be previewing semi-final one. We'll be chatting to some of the other journalists. We'll be trying to catch up with anybody and anyone we can find in the press centre. Let's get to it then, shall we? It's time for 
the Eurotrip. So as we said, we are in the press centre. You might be able to hear some hustle and bustle around us as people are preparing for this first rehearsal that's just about to begin. Uh, and, Callum, I can see a very special guest of ours. I think this is probably going to be the most special person we get on the podcast this week. Uh, am I right? He has just walked through the doors, the one and only Mr Rob Lilly. Hello, everybody. It is lovely to be here. Nice to be back. And I've never been called a special guest on our own <laughs> podcast before. You've been away for one episode. It just feels like you need to be built up a little bit more. Um, how excited are you to be here? Absolutely buzzing. As you've mentioned at the start of the episode, we're here in the press centre. This is when things feel real. You start to see faces that you've seen kind of time after time at previous events, previous Eurovisions. Everyone's coming together. Everybody's working hard to bring the best coverage of Eurovision to everybody who might be listening, might be you know, checking out stuff online and stuff like that. We're about to see, for the first time, the first semi-final, which people are going to be watching on their TV screens at the time that they're listening to this tonight, which is very exciting. In summary, yeah, buzzing for it. Yeah, absolutely buzzing for it. There's just so much energy about. People are desperate to see what these live shows are going to look like. Of course, this is going to be the first BBC-organised Eurovision Song Contest uh, for 25 years, not for since 1998, Rob, has Eurovision been on British soil? Yeah, safe to say things are a bit different now, I would say. You even get a free salad over at the, uh, over at the sandwich and snack bar, which is very exciting. Should we give people a tour? I think that's how we should start maybe today's episode. If we have a tour of where we're going to be spending a lot of our week, which is here in the press centre, along with some friends of the podcast, of course, who you can find in here. Maybe we'll chat them a little bit later on. Toby Eck, we've already seen him, haven't we? We've already seen him with his snapback black and white today. It was red and black yesterday, so that's cap number two I've seen. We'll have to keep a tally of his caps. I should ask you... How is your sunburn from the opening ceremony? Which people will have heard, of course, everything you were doing on the turquoise carpet on yesterday's episode. I have seen Toby Eck posting about his sunburn. James, you've got a bit of a red snoz. A snoz, yeah, I've got a bit of a red nose. I did see somebody yesterday who had a lanyard tan on the back of their neck. (laughs) And uh, Callum, sunburn, I think, okay. Blisters. Yes, uh, I chose today to sort of break in a brand new pair of shoes, Uh, not the day to do it, Uh, a 25-minute walk in the pouring rain from the hotel to the media centre. And thankfully you, Rob, uh, did a very rapid run from the hotel back here with some new shoes, some plasters and a new pair of socks for me. And I'm much comfier now. Special guest on this podcast and shropodist, (laughs) apparently the two roles that I'm fulfilling today. So yeah, if we walk then into the press centre, it's in a huge cavernous, well, arena. It's in the exhibition centre next to the M&S Bank Arena, which is hosting this year's Eurovision Song Contest. Last year, we were in a tent in Turin, so this feels a bit more permanent at least. But you've got banks upon banks and rows upon rows of, of desks with journalists working hard on coverage. Should we have a quick word, actually? They don't know what we're doing. Hello, hello, hi, hi. It's only, it's only Mike and Dale from Aussie Vision. How you doing? G'day, how are you doing? Very good, thanks, guys. We were just saying, you know, the, the, the good of the press world are here, and you two. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we come from the colonies uh, to the motherlands, uh, to the UK, yes. How are you finding Liverpool, if not cold, I imagine? 
You know what? We've got you saw this very nice day yesterday, not so much today, but love the city. It's really good. Really enjoying it. And as you can hear in my voice, maybe enjoying it a bit too much. It's very early in the week for you to be losing your voice, Dale. I know, I've got to take I've got to take care of it. Andrew Lambrew told us his special brew to look after his voice, so I'm gonna do that all week. What is it? Can you tell us? No, I'm not okay. gonna help you. Okay, fine. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll catch up later on in the week. Of course. Absolutely. And from Aussie Vision, we only find ourselves with, we said we'd bump into plenty friends of the podcast along the way, did we not? Hello, Ben Robertson. Hello, am I a friend now? Thank you very much. It's an honour. I feel like we must have introduced you as friend of the podcast in the past. I'll take it. I'll take it. Still are. No enemies yet. Uh, there is a drink in hand. I was going to say, actually, I was going to say it's a drink in hand. Is it a coffee or a tea? It's not a drink at all. Is that a soup? <laughs> Got into the UK. I brought some cup of soups at Tesco this morning, yes. What flavour have you gone for? Uh, the cheap one. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me have a sniff sniff test. I honestly can't even tell you what that is. I feel like the flavour content of that is uh, minimal, to say the least. Anyway, Ben, how are you doing? How are you finding Liverpool thus far? Because I know you've been in the area for a little while now. You flew over from Stockholm, was it last week? I flew over from Stockholm last week. My parents live in the northwest, so it's been pretty handy. Um, even got dropped off in the city. You know, it's weird Eurovision when it's in your home country, isn't it? It is bizarre. Like, I got the train up today. It is bizarre, the fact that we can just do that. Ben, we have to talk to you because, of course, us here on the Euro trip and many other of the major Eurovision fan press, the Eurovision fan community, are all clubbing together for a very special project this year. We've already announced it, but do you want to remind everybody what we're up to this time? Yes, we have four different Eurovision community sites that will work together to do something called the Eurovision Audience Poll. So for Monday night, we've got 10 people who will be outside the Liverpool arena and they'll be asking people leaving who was their favourite. And the idea is that we kind of get some data on what actually strikes who with people who haven't been in the bubble and are maybe seeing the songs for the very first time. If you can get that opinion of what works in the three-minute Eurovision-ready format, like, it's going to be the most wild speculation rollercoaster ever. It's effectively, well, I think you've said it already, it's an exit poll, isn't it? We see it on TV when we have elections, and we see it from, from yourself at Melody Festival. And that's the idea, isn't it? That's kind of the inspiration behind this. Yeah, I'm sorry. Bringing another Swedish tradition over into the Eurovision <laughs> Song Contest. I have to apologise for that. But yeah, no, it works so well at Melody Festival and for the whole speculation. Um, and the audience we see at Melfest are a pretty decent proxy. So let's see if it turns out to be true. I mean, if this calls 10 qualifiers, then we'll be uh, gloating all the way, I think, this week. You're listening to The Euro Trip, live from Liverpool. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. So, yeah, we're in the press centre yeah. and I've bumped into Timor Miroshnichenko. Yeah, very good. <laughs> uh, a name most people will know, but for those listening who might not know you, you are Ukraine's commentator for the Eurovision Song Contest, is that right? Yeah, since 2005. <laughs> so a very long time. You must have seen a lot of things to do with Eurovision. Yeah. Um, just talk us through your emotions about being here in the UK, a contest organised by the BBC, but of course on behalf of Ukraine. Yeah, of course uh, it'll be a pleasure to be somewhere in Ukraine right now to welcome all the guests from all, all over the world but we understand that it's completely possible right now uh, for example last night uh, it was shouted by drones again 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 all night explosions so better to postpone this <laughs> the next uh, uh, next Eurovision in Ukraine 
but here in Liverpool, I can um, literally feel Ukrainian vibe everywhere. So many Ukrainian flags around the city, so many different symbols like Ukrainian Easter eggs, yeah. pisanki, uh, or Ukrainian uh, birds, solovayki around the city, and different different uh, moments you can see. You can even try borscht, real. <laughs> I've tried it yesterday. It's perfect. <laughs> so I highly recommend to visit Ukrainian uh, village, uh, discover Ukraine just behind, just inside Euro Village. Uh, you have to, to try it. <laughs> so there's a good recommendation for people listening who are in Liverpool. Definitely, head to definitely. the village. It's made by uh, famous Ukrainian chef Yevgen Klopotenka and today uh, he will be there. So you you have a chance to try it from the hands of, from, of chef. <laughs> yeah, so you have to do it. How impressed have you been about the BBC's professionalism and their approach to hosting this contest on behalf of Ukraine? BBC and the UK at all, I think they uh, highly professional in the organization of such a large scale events, of course. It's not a coronation, <laughs> but it's much uh, uh, more interesting for me, for example, and for all the Eurofans, uh, definitely. And uh, I can say that this year's organization, if not the best, oh no, it's, it's the best <laughs> for 20 years, definitely. Can you give us something that you're looking forward to across the week? We, we know you were at the Turquoise Carpet on Sunday, uh, you've been chatting to the artist uh, online as well last week, but looking ahead for the rest of the week, can you give us one thing that you're really looking forward to seeing? Uh, of course, shows. <laughs> of course, all the shows. Because uh, this week I'm going to spend here in the arena. Uh, but hopefully, I will have uh, time to visit uh, to attend some some parties. For example, I know that for example tomorrow in the morning at night uh, at 10 a.m. Uh, in Coven Club, uh, Lord of the Lost will perform their acoustic concert, and it's just behind my hotel. So I will be there. <laughs> hope so, <laughs> and uh, we'll have a chance to listen uh, for their music. Uh, what else? Just invite me somewhere. <laughs> and you're going to be in the commentary box, of course, for, for Ukraine, returning to the commentary box after a, a unique experience for you last year. Yeah, it's completely different this year. Much more comfortable, warmer, <laughs> with a great view from, from the box. Yeah, last year, that was a very interesting experience. Uh, maybe the most weird in my life. Uh, but uh, that was definitely the only one decision for that time because you know that uh, our TV center in Kiev uh, was shot uh, on one of the first days of the full-scale war and after that we had to move uh, to another place and according to all the safety protocols of course uh, in the case of air raid alert we have to go to the basement and uh, of course, we can't uh, interrupt uh, the broadcast of Eurovision, so we decided to do it uh, uh, from there, from the very beginning. And that was definitely the only one correct decision, because all the time, during all the shows, there were air raid alerts. Uh, moreover, uh, after the grand final, we've celebrated our victory till 6 a.m. in the basement, because uh, the region uh, from which we broadcasted and uh, I commentated was shot that night till 6 a.m. Not in the party, but in the basement. <laughs> so this year is going to be such a, a different experience alongside all the other commentators, which I'm sure, uh, as we've heard, you know so well. Yeah, completely different, but uh, I, I like this much better than that. <laughs> oh, Timo, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for stopping by and enjoy the rest yeah, of the week. I'm trying, thank you. <laughs> Great to hear from Timo there. If you keep an eye out, you'll see him on your screens later tonight in the first semi-final.
Speaking of the first semi-final, Sweden are going to be performing in that very show. And friend of the podcast, as always, Mr. Tobiek is with us. You have just seen Sweden's first dress rehearsal. Lorene, how do you think she did? I did. I, I, I'm. She did extremely well. And there, there are still small issues with the, with the number a few camera angles and a few few cameras in shots but those are minor things that can be adjusted I, I'd say that for those who have watched Melfest of course it is a different performance it's a completely new platform it's tiny uh, compared to the one in, in Melody Festival and it doesn't look as spectacular but with her voice and the way she delivers the intensity in that performance uh, I was worried before that, you know, all these changes might there be, will she not deliver? But she does. And and this is really, um, I'm well, 10 songs are going to qualify. I've never been worried whether we would qualify or not. So we, uh, we Lorian. Uh, but but uh, I'm quite sure that she will be top of the scoreboard here. Camera operators in shot, all part of the course during rehearsals, as we all know. Um, we've focused quite a lot on the staging, the, what do we call it, the sandwich toasty maker above her and below her. Some people have called it a bit of a downgrade from Melfest. Do you think that's really going to cause too many problems for Lorene, or is it going to be all right on the night? The vast majority of of the people watching won't have seen the Melfest performance. It's us fans. We've seen it a hundred million times. And when you put those uh, those two performances next to each other, you will, of course, see differences. But the majority of everyone watching won't have seen that. And if you haven't seen it, the performance here and that staging, is it, it, is, it has the wow factor and it will make people vote. And one of Lorene's biggest competitors, Kardia from Finland, he had his first rehearsal today as well. That looked spectacular. What do you think of him? I don't really agree with you. I, I, I would say that, that what they want out of it is spectacular. But uh, there were so many camera angles that went wrong. Uh, so this is, of course, not uh, not Kardia's or, or the Finnish team's fault. But there, there was... This rehearsal was like it was the first rehearsal of the technical rehearsals. There were so much things they needed to sort out there. Also, together with his singing, the first minute was great, but then it felt like he, he lost interest or, or he, he didn't have the energy to continue throughout the performance. Uh, so I was quite disappointed here. And... Uh, this was the first out of three dress rehearsals, and then you have the performance. And it will, of course, only be the, the, uh, the semi-final broadcast that matters now, since the juries are out of the semi-finals. So he has time to adjust that and make that, um, both his own performance singing-wise, but for the Finnish team, they will have to pressure the, the TV production and the BBC to, to get those camera angles right. Because what is in there will be spectacular if they nail it, but they didn't do that on this first rehearsal. Finland didn't impress you that much. Sweden obviously did. Having seen the first rehearsal, who else in that first semi-final are you keeping your eye on? Israel and Czech... Uh, it's not Czech Republic anymore. We say Czechia now. Czechia, thank you, yes. Uh, uh, I, I would say those two are probably also up in the top. One other thing to look forward to. Thursday, Sugar and Dice, we'll see you there. Absolutely. Very much looking forward to it. And what games are you most excited to play very quickly? 
I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What are my choices? Monopoly, right? Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so I want to be the hat. I want to be the hat in Monopoly. I want to be the hat jumping around on Monopoly. Well, it makes sense, doesn't yes. it? I will be my boy cap. We'll see you there. Perfect. You're listening to The Euro Trip, live from Liverpool. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. So this is the Eurotrip live in Liverpool, and now we are actually live in Liverpool because, as, he, as you can probably hear, we have left the confines of the press centre. And James, we've headed outside. We have indeed, yeah. We're just outside of a very busy and a very loud Eurovision village. It's like the fan zone, isn't it, for, for all the people who aren't in the arena with tickets to see the live shows. And clearly, by the sound of things and by the looks of things, they're getting a really great atmosphere in there. Well, look who we've bumped into. Another friend of the podcast. Hello, Bella Kvist. Hello, it's so nice to see you in person. I'm not used to this. <laughs> not since Mellow 2022? Something like that, yeah. But it's nice to see you not on my screen, but actually in flesh. And also nice now because the rain has finally stopped. Yes, oh my goodness. <laughs> I came out of the hotel and I know everyone on Twitter was saying, bring an umbrella, bring a raincoat. And I did, but I'm still wet down to my underwear, honestly. It's, uh, it was bad. I mean, to, let the, to let the listeners in on a secret, uh, James, you've got a lovely raincoat on today. I have indeed. Not my own, my girlfriend's, because I didn't have one myself and I would have been dripping wet if I didn't have it. Uh, yeah, Belly, you could have probably done with mine, to be fair, couldn't you? I love it. And I bet you're saying it's your girlfriend's because it's lavender purple, <laughs> which you forget to mention. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I'm quite jealous, actually. I am embracing it. I am embracing it. But, Bella, we are previewing semi-final one. You've been out and about in Liverpool today in the pouring rain. Have you spoken to people? What is the mood like in Liverpool city centre today? Yes. So I've met uh, loads of fans here on the streets. And... Today's obviously like Ukraine Day here at Eurovision Village, and that is really noticeable. Uh, there's a lot of people from Ukraine here, and I spoke to one woman, she's saying um, that she was actually tearing up all the time because of how lovely the reception in Liverpool has been for them and how seriously they're taking this mission of hosting it on behalf of Ukraine. And a lot of people have said to me, uh, Ukrainian people have said they're rooting for the UK this year. Uh, so it's, yeah, really like emotional, but amazing vibes, I would say, on the streets, yeah. We heard from Timur Moroshnichenko, Ukraine's commentator, of course, on this podcast. And as you said there, Bella, it is going to be super emotional for many, many reasons this year, as we know, a very unique Eurovision. Of course, performing in semi-final number one, we can't not ask you about Lorene. How excited are you to see her on the Eurovision stage? Again. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw her in Malmö for her first performance with the stage invader and everything, and then to now see her on the Eurovision stage, you know, for it to come full circle. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see the smaller Panini Press in action. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I just can't wait. I'm beyond excited. And when did you arrive? So, when did you leave home in Sweden to get here? So, I left home in Sweden on Friday I popped into Sheffield my old uni town and said hi to some friends very briefly there and then got here yesterday Sunday yeah managed to fit in Euro Club on the way uh, of course uh, saw Mon Selmelev there yesterday I can tell you that much uh, <laughs> is that all you remember did you have too much to drink and you can't remember um, anything else or no comment <laughs> <laughs> so I was gonna say because of course you were in Sweden very recently obviously how was the mood in Stockholm kind of a week before what will be of course the grand final when Lorene 
hopefully, I'm sure you're hoping, is is there. What is the mood like for Lorena and for Eurovision this year? Are people expecting Sweden to equal Ireland's record at the end of this week? I mean, yeah, I think people are expecting and hoping for a win. I've been sort of, everyone I've speaking, uh, sp- spoken to have sort of warned them that there is this, you know, big boss coming from Finland that we uh, may have to face on the way. No jokes aside, a lot of people are... Um, very excited obviously and hoping for the win and um, because she's done it before and you every time you know you hear her speak I'm just in awe because she's you can tell how seriously she takes this and she's always talking about you know how she puts everything into it um, which I just think is so beautiful so yeah the mood is um, expectant I suppose hopeful um, yeah something like that so Bella you're not just here as a fan you are on official duties as well tell us what else you're up to for the next few days Okay, so I'm, I'm here recording bits for SVT and they'll be used in the TV shows in Sweden leading up to the final. And then I'm doing bits and bobs for Swedish national um, like morning TV. Uh, I'll be on Radio 5 Live at some point, bits and bobs like that. Um, yeah, you never know where I'll pop up. <laughs> <laughs> so people- I should say, I've met some Eurotrip fans here. Some people said... So, hold on, I spoke over you, start that again, I should say. I should say I met some Eurotrip fans here. I was chatting with people uh, outside the entrance, and they said, "Oh, are you are you Bella Quist? And I said, "Yeah, I know you from the Eurotrip." I was like, yes. <laughs> what what a what a privilege to hear that. It's not we know you from SVT or anything like that. Uh, we know you from the Eurotrip. <laughs> yeah, forget the brilliant job you do providing the commentary for the Melody Festival and final. It's the Eurotrip people remember you for. It was so lovely as well. Shout out to those lovely people, Sarah, etc. Very nice. Shout out to them, definitely. <laughs> Bella, it's been so lovely to chat to you. So nice to see you in person. And I know that we are all going to the show tonight. So, the big night. The big night. Hopefully, we'll see you there. <laughs> definitely see you there. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Always nice when we can meet up with friends of the podcast in person. I think we're hitting the bingo card pretty heavily today, aren't we? Ben Roberts and Toby Ek and Bella Christ, all from Sweden as well. So we're taking them off the Swedish post 
We're ticking them off the Swedish bingo card and the Friends of the Podcast bingo card. Yeah, I'm not sure who that leaves us with for the rest of the week, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of other pals that we bump into over the next few days. We're going to rewind ever so slightly. We're just heading back to our hotel shortly to get ready to go and see the live show tonight. But we are going to head back to yesterday on the podcast as we uh, go past the back of a bus and hope not to get run over. Because, Callum and James, who did you catch up with on the turquoise carpet who we haven't yet heard from? Yes, if you were listening to the end of yesterday's episode, I did say we were catching up with some of the production team of Eurovision 2023. And hopefully it wasn't too much of a giveaway because we didn't play all of those chats on yesterday's episode. One person who we've heard from on the podcast before, can we call him a friend of the podcast? I don't think he'd call himself a friend of the podcast, but we can call him that. Callum, I think they have to have at least three appearances to qualify for friend of the podcast. But you're new, so you wouldn't know that. (laughs) Okay, I'll take that. But yeah, absolutely right. So we've got, coming up for you now, the managing director of this year's Eurovision Song Contest. We spoke to him exclusively at the BBC press launch for Eurovision about a month ago now, and he gave us some great insight into the shows. So here he is, the managing director of Eurovision, Martin Green. Managing director, what has your job been like since we last caught up with you a few weeks ago? It's been very busy, but it's been great. Unfortunately, I'm responsible for the whole of Eurovision in Liverpool. So, uh, you, but you know, we have a fantastic team, and you're meeting a lot of them as you go around. So, um, my job now really is just to let them do their job, and I'll pick up anything that is slowing them down or causing issues, or of which there isn't a lot. So, uh, we're into show week now, which I think we're really excited about. And the slightly croaky voice is that from talking to too many people, or is that partying? It's probably talking. And mostly, unfortunately, talking to too many people and having too many long phone calls and things like that. I wish it was from dancing on tables, but uh, we're, we're, we're being very sensible with our time. It's going to be a long week. Where are you going to be based for, for all of the live shows? I was chatting to Andrew Cartmel. He said he was going to be based in an OB van, which yes, isn't very glamorous. Yes, Where a, are you going to be? In an OB van. <laughs> I will be somewhere in the arena. I tend to um, wander around a bit when the show is actually on uh, and there's a couple of things to do. We'll, we'll have a lot of guests there to say hi to and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I, hiding, I think, for the first, like, 15 minutes just to make sure the whole thing's working and then gradually relaxing through the week, hopefully. <laughs> Trying to keep yourself out of trouble? Uh, well, yeah, that's impossible, though. It's Eurovision. <laughs> we're, we're all here to get into trouble. Are you able to pinpoint one thing, the one thing that you are really looking forward to in the live shows? Do, do you know, this is so nerdy. What I'm really excited about is a live audience. So, of course, we've been rehearsing for two weeks now. It's looking great. The set is amazing. But it's lifeless. But it's <laughs> it's only half there yeah. because there aren't 7,000 people standing in front of it. So, I, yes, I want to get the full run-through done tomorrow afternoon. It's the first time we run the first show. But what I'm really excited about is the first time we get 7,000 people in there because it will just go to another level and we will understand the show finally you know because you can't understand it until people have seen it and obviously that's why we do a couple before we actually go live to the world on Tuesday night Martin Green thank you so much for stopping by I'm going to let you get back to all of the busy work you've got to do (laughs) I'm just wandering around in the sunshine at the moment super fun but thank you have a great week cheers thank you when you aren't listening find us on social media at Eurotour Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and just like that as you can probably hear from the echo, here we are, back at the hotel. Finally made it back. It is, I'm looking at a watch, I haven't got one on. Callum's got one on. It's 25 to 6 on Monday evening. We need to get ourselves to the arena for the jury show. 
And, of course, at the time you're listening to this, semi-final, the proper show, really not long away now. Not long away now. You've heard from a few special guests on the podcast today, and hopefully they've whetted your appetite just enough to get you as excited as we are for the semi-final tonight. The next time you hear from us, we will be bringing you all of the reaction to the first live show of Eurovision 2023. We will know our 10 qualifiers, so we're going to have all of the reaction. So we'll be back with you on Wednesday for a brand new episode of the Eurotrip. But in the meantime, don't forget you can keep up to date with us online. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Hello at EurotripPodcast.com on the email and you can read all of our exclusive stories on EurotripPodcast.com. As well, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review and rate us five stars. From me, James, it's goodbye. From me, Callum, it's goodbye. And from me, Rob, it's goodbye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.